Good evening. I'm Paul Sexton. And I'm Bobby Burns. And this is Wayward Weekly. Around the world and into your home, the stories that touch your life. This is Wayward Weekly. All right, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Wayward Weekly. Because we're starting over, I think. How's it going, Paul? Good. I think, yeah, I think it is pretty much a start over. Like you were the one that was suggesting season two, but, uh, which I'll go with, I guess, every podcast, like I'll, uh, I watch or listen to Bill Maher quite a bit cause he has a show on Friday uh-huh. and they do the same exact thing. They like, will have like a summer break and then a winter break and all of that. I think it's normal for like typical schedules, but you and I didn't really plan on this. It was just kind of life getting in the way, but yeah. we'll call it season two. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a season like three that. or maybe season two will just go on indefinitely. Um, <laughs> plus I just, have, well, it's been eight months. Yeah. Well, so we recorded some stuff that we just didn't release. So for you and I, That's it's January. been eight months for other people. It's been, 10 months probably. oh really yeah really really long time yeah i think since before the election or right around yeah. the election so yeah um this time around i am just gonna post shit as soon as it's done like i gotta leave tonight but tomorrow i'm just gonna post it i'm not gonna do intros or write-ups or whatever like that it's just it's going on and that's that is what it is yeah we'll find uh, well i, I think We'll find I think video. We, that'd be better anyways. Yeah, we'll find video clips eventually and like post that stuff as we go, but it just needs to get up and out there. Otherwise, otherwise it just I dread like editing and I'm like, "Oh, I got so much shit to do." So I just need to make it a smaller task and not worry about it and like, you know. Yeah. If I can uh, add some write-ups, I will, and if not, then fuck it, I don't care. Well, I think that's what the the main thing is is just um uh just getting the content out there. Yeah. And I mean, otherwise, if we're trying to be like super fancy and trying to do too much at the beginning, then, you know, it, like you said, it takes away from the experience of podcasting as it is. And then it's kind of annoying trying to post all of this kind of stuff when yeah. you're doing a bunch of other stuff on the back end. It just turns into so. a tedious task. After a long day of work, the last thing I want to do is more fucking work. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Um, this is why we do it. So we can uh, talk to each other. And um, I'm assuming today that, I don't know, we I, we could talk about whatever you want. But the big thing on my mind that I don't know anything about that's going on in the world is uh, the pulling out of Afghanistan. Yeah. I mean, it's just a complete and utter mess. So, like, I mean. To me, it's just I'm purely sad. I I didn't know what was happening until people were posting memes on Monday, and I was seeing them oh, online. In, well, let me just give you a rehash. In uh, September 11th, 2001, a series <laughs> of terrorists flew planes into our buildings. So we answered by going to war with the wrong countries. Uh, I, and now we're getting out 20 years later. I actually heard that was Where an inside, have you been, Bob? I actually heard that was an inside job. Oh, was it? Dick Cheney? Yeah. Was flying the planes? I know we always talk shit about conspiracy theorists, but it's funny because there's conspiracy theorists out there who are like, it was an inside job. It was the U.S. government. And then they're also like, why are we pulling out without a plan? And it's like, I thought it was an inside job. Now now you're upset we're leaving? (laughs) 
You're upset we're there? You're upset we're leaving? Well, and that's what's so funny with our government, too, is that people are like, they're conspiring because they're to to bring down the towers to get us into this war. And we have this superpower deep state that can do all this stuff. And then it's like, and then you see them getting out of Afghanistan. It's like, this is the same, like, (laughs) government superpower that you're talking about that has all this power but can't. Like just stop a task yeah. and walk away. No, completely. I mean, completely incompetent. So, so I I didn't even know. I don't keep up with anything, right? Um, you know, people are like, oh, well, like, haven't you listened to Biden's speeches over the last month or this or that? I'm like, no. Why would I do that? Why on earth would I ever turn on? The- <laughs> Seriously, like, what? It, I I don't even know what if he knows what he's saying. And it, it would—it's the equivalent of listening to Donald Trump. Like, there, what's the point? Like, what do you get from it? No, I agree. Is there something? No, that, I, I agree. Is there something yeah. that you're going to take away afterwards and be like, okay, now this is what yeah. I have to do as an American citizen no. to further my country? It's just a bunch of bullshit. Whether, whether they're telling the truth yeah. or or not, it doesn't make a, a difference on my life. A, but B, half the time they're just lying. You might be like, well, Joe, Joe can't even make a comprehensive sentence. If he did, he'd just be lying. About whatever it is, just yeah. like Donald Trump lied for fucking four years, just like Obama lied for eight years. Like, so no, I haven't listened to anything they say. And then all of a sudden, it's Monday morning, and people are like, "When am I getting my refund for all the Black Hawk helicopters the Taliban now has?" And I'm, you know, like making jokes of it, and I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck's going on?" And I looked it up, and then I just saw like a plane leaving with fucking civilians uh, attached to latching it. on. And then yep. I was just like, "Oh shit!" And so. You know, being the dense American that I am, I don't want to, like, just dive in and ruin my fucking week with this shit. But at the same time, I'm, like, slowly, like, (sighs) trying to take in information and figure out what's going on. So me, knowing that you're more well-versed than me, uh, if you could give me a bit of a history that doesn't start 20 years ago on September 11th, (laughs) I'd appreciate it. What what happened over the last year that's led up to this? What... um, did we know we were doing this a week ago, two weeks ago? Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a byproduct of uh, Trump's negotiating with the Taliban. But I'll be honest uh, with you as well. I haven't been following stuff as much as I should. Um, but the thing is, is that I don't think that you and I are coming from a position of being angry with one particular side or another. I think we're just fed up with it all in terms of it just being kind of like, you know, a bullshit news cycle, same shit, different day. Sure. You know, uh, everyone's just kind of yelling at each other back and forth. So I haven't been following the news as much either. But what I have been doing, though, is I do read those emails just about every single morning that I get in from the flip side. Oh, really? And yeah, I still read those just about each and every day. Um, more often than not, I probably read about 90% of their emails that come in. And they've had a few that are on Afghanistan and everything. Uh, they, uh, For those that may not remember from the how we probably talked about this a year ago, but you recommended the flip side to me. And basically, uh-huh. it's a group of uh, you know journalists and other individuals. They come from the left, the right, the middle, libertarians, all of it. And they basically comb through all of the news cycles. They pick a popular topic like Afghanistan, and they will pull conservative thought, they'll pull left-leaning thought, they'll pull libertarian thought, and they'll actually just essentially copy and paste news articles into a cohesive document that basically tells you 
this is what the left thinks, this is what the right thinks, this is what everyone is thinking in general, and then every once in a while, here's a libertarian take. Yeah. I don't really need much more than that. Now, to analyze a situation like Afghanistan, I would need a tremendous amount of information because, I mean, this is a serious thing. So, um, but again, when you're relying on the government or like you're saying Biden or whether it's Trump, it's, it's, it's impossible, you know, and everyone is just so partisan that it doesn't really even matter what's actually going on. People already have their minds made up. Yeah. Um, I mean, even Trump was trying to take credit for the withdrawal from Afghanistan. And then when this fuck, no, no, really. And then when the fuck up occurred, he pulled all that shit back and deleted it from his website. That's hilarious. Um, that's the problem. And that's what they were saying the entire time during Trump's presidency was, you know, like Rex Tillerson, the former CEO of Exxon, who was, I think he was secretary of state under Trump, uh, or at least in a high position. And he was one of those individuals that basically said, this guy is a non-substantive idiot. Called yeah. him an idiot. He says he's not interested in substantive issues. He's the type of guy that goes in there, makes a deal, but there's no substance behind it. He's a talker. And that's right. what Joe Biden does. He's right. a talker. And then you have to deal with the uh, cognitive decline on top of that. I don't want to watch and see that. It makes me uncomfortable and nervous because we have someone that is supposedly leading 330 million, million Americans that can't finish a thought. Like, yeah, that's. Uh, I think this is indicative of a country that is in serious decline. And it will not be the government that ruins it. It will be the people that ruin the country Absolutely. because they're yelling at each other Absolutely. instead of yelling together to reform. Yep. So I don't see a system that can be fixed unless there's serious reform. And I'm talking serious, serious radical reform from the very top. And we've touched on that before, my opinions on it, but I don't see another alternative. The federal government has to be able to compete against a, a an adversary that is on their level. We don't have that on a worldwide stage because China doesn't give a fuck what we want or what we want to do. They live in anarchy. We live in anarchy too because we have two different governments. So we're doing whatever the hell we want to do, but we have our federal government, which remains stagnant. So the reason why I'm not interested in all this kind of stuff is because we're yelling about things that are not fixable because we're electing people into a system in which they become perpetual victims of that system. Right. So that's like you're talking with Obama. There was all of this talk about him, you know, with whistleblowers and doing the right thing and being uh, open and honest with the public. And then that goes away. Like we're told all these things and then it's like the president enters office and then you know, it's like they're filled in on something and then they become this different person, you know. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I really think that that each and every politician that we elect is just a victim of the system. That's why I'm not going to vote on the uh, – to recall Gavin Newsom. I don't give a shit. I don't think he's an awesome governor. And I don't think that the right is going to put forth anyone who has a thought in their head. Yeah. 
Yeah. The, the left put forth Newsom, so what's the what's the right going to do? They have a track record with Donald Trump, so now we're going to have some other doofus. What, last time we uh, got rid of Gray Davis and we got Arnold Schwarzenegger? Did we benefit that much? Or no. did we just spend a shit ton of money like we yep. love to do in California, get the basically the same exact thing just with a different letter next to his name? He happened to be a Republican right. rather than Gray Davis being the Democrat. And then with Gray Davis and the issues he was having, it turns out later that a lot of the energy crisis in California had to do with Enron and had nothing to do with Gray Davis. Yeah. But when people are angry and emotional, they don't think. No, they, they don't. don't we, we, the more upset we become, the poor choices we make and the less rational we are, which is the danger of being in a system like this where people are getting more emotional and they're getting more upset because mm-hmm. now they're less likely to listen to reason. They're less likely to, you know, listen to the other side and trying to actually understand what's going on and figure out a good solution. You know, it seems like, you know, the left got in a, in a car accident with the right and they got out and they're arguing about whose fault it is. And the fucking cars are on fire. We could put the cars out so that we don't lose the vehicles or we could sit here and keep fucking arguing. And, you know, it seems like we'd rather argue right now about whose fault something is and about what's better than put out the fire and work together to, you know, salvage um, what we could. Well, if it's a car, well, I would say if it's, if it's a car crash, you know, those drawbridges or whatever that are mechanized and they'll open up yeah. and apart, right? Yeah. Like they'll, you know, have a separation in the middle and then the flangels will open up to allow a ship to go through and then they'll come back down and allow traffic. Sure. To me, it's like, Two individuals are on that ramp, and a government official is the one controlling the ramps now. So there's just two cars on there. They flick the lever, and the car, let's say one car is on the ramp, and the other one is behind the ramp. There's no indication that the ramp's going to start going up. That government official just flips the switch and is like, eh, fuck it. That car starts going up, 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 up. It eventually becomes, you know, two perpendicular, sorry, two straight up and down, two vertical, and it falls back onto the other car. Mm-hmm. Now, those two drivers start yelling at each other when it was neither of their faults to begin with. Right. It was the government itself. Right. Like, it was the structure in the yeah, system. You voted that for bridge. that guy to, to control the lever. Um, meanwhile, yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter who's controlling the lever. Because there should be maybe a lever there to begin with because, so here's one thing I find interesting. I was talking about this today at work. Um, You know, our, our education system in the United States is interesting. There's quite a few gaps and holes in it. We do a lot of weird shit that doesn't make any sense in how we teach. Um, You know, for example, if somebody is failing at mathematics or English or whatever, as opposed to, you know, generally stopping and having them repeat a chapter, we just continue forth until the end of the year and then have them repeat the grade if necessary at that point. Right. Which you're like, wait, if if they're not getting it, how are they going to get the next stuff? In addition, we might not even hold them back if they're doing well in everything else. So we'll just push them forward together. There's no like keeping a child back just for mathematics and pushing them forward and everything else. It's all tied together. You either pass all of it or you fail all of it. And, you know, it only happens once a year. But, you know, we're talking about this. And I said the only reason we do this is out of tradition. We're literally just abiding by a system that was created 100, 120 years ago. And we're in... Some people were just like, you know, this is what we're going to do because we need all the kids on the same page and, you know, a place to put them in yeah. public education. Well, I, I wouldn't base 
anything in my life off of something somebody decided to do 100 years ago arbitrarily or 120 years ago. Like, I would never in a million years fucking stick to the original plan that Henry Ford had for a vehicle. I mean, by God, you know how dangerous those things were. <laughs> so, but we, but we oftentimes do in a certain way, though, oh, because the form of the automobile itself has remained sure, uh, but we've largely Im- the same. But we've improved upon the form. We've changed it. We've we've yeah. gone to motorcycles and we've tried other things. I mean, it, you know, with education, we're not really trying anything new. And it's like, well, it's changed. We've put more funding. We've done this. We've done that. Yeah, but we've kept the whole idea of it the same. We haven't, like, tried two tires, you know, like we did with a motorcycle. Like, with schools, we haven't tried a lot of different shit. And it's the same thing with our democracy here. We're so committed to the idea of it that it seems like we're just not willing to budge on it because we want to hold some fucking politically, you know, sacrilegious idea um, and, and try and uphold that and put it on a pedestal. And it's it's bogus. It's fucking absurd yeah. um, that we would try yeah. and hang on to that and not just reconstruct something better, you know? Yeah. So while the idea of the automobile sticks around, sure, people have tried to reinvent it. People have done other things to it. People have, you know, invented buses and airplanes and all that kind of shit since then, which is, it takes off of that. Well, what have we done for democracy? What other types of things have we tried? And we really haven't. We're just sticking to the same system that you say, regardless, people are going to struggle in no matter who's elected, right? It's no matter what teacher is put into our current education system, they're going to have a hard time teaching as efficiently as they could because they have to only hold people back once a year because they have to either completely pass them and everything or nothing at all, right? And so, of course, there's a limit then to teaching. And so... Of course, there is a limit to what we can accomplish. And the thing is, is that our world is just changing so quickly with so much that, I don't know, you're, I mean, you're completely right. I, I don't, I don't know how we're going to get through this without a complete overhaul. But then again, I don't think a complete overhaul is possible. So yeah. I, well, I, you sound like Ayn Rand in the Fountainhead. Never read it. Yeah, well, uh, and I haven't read the whole thing yet. I'm in the middle of it. But, yeah, that's like the first part of the the book where she was kind of talking about what you're stating. I think the guy's name is Howard Rourke, and he's going to architecture school, aces all of the science classes, you know, all the engineering classes. But he was failing all of his design classes. And so he was getting kicked out of school. Mm -hmm. And the dean brought him in and was like, Hey, listen, you know, I wanted to bring in, tell you what's going on, why this happened, you know, but you could get a second chance. You could come back to the school. You just have to prove yourself. Like you kept doing all these modern buildings when we wanted you to do, you know, uh, a Renaissance building or a Victorian building, whatever. And Howard looks at him and is just like, why would I do that? Yeah. And then they went into this explanation of like, why would I do what other people have done before me? And then he started going into this explanation of the uh, Greeks back in the day when they used to construct their buildings prior to having stone and mortar and cement and all that kind of stuff, they would construct them out of wood. Uh Well, when they started constructing them out of uh, uh, marble and stone and all of that, the design didn't change. Uh And his point was, like, 
we had this whole entire society where people innovated by building things out of wood. And now we're using a completely different medium where we can build buildings of sizes that have never seen before, that will last centuries, possibly thousands of years. And yet we're copying the style of the wood architecture. Right. Why? And that's what you're saying with teaching. You know, the car came off the assembly line and we've made a few adjustments. So now we have a more efficient car. Right. We haven't done that with education, but I'm not sure within the current system you can create enough efficiency to get what you would be looking for, what I would be looking for. So I think it does need, there does need to be a reform of the entire system. And when you're, it's just like sports teams, like it is almost kind of like zero sum, like one wins or one loses. Typically, I guess there could be a tie. But if you're a Washington Nationals fan and they're playing the Dodgers and the Dodgers win, you lose. Mm -hmm. You could hope for next season that you'll have the winning record and beat the Dodgers, but it's not a guarantee. And that's kind of like what politics is right now. But the thing is, is that you never get to see a side win. Yeah. Nobody gets to put in the policies that they want. So what they do is they do like a Gavin Newsom thing where it's like, it would be hard to do something big right now. So we'll make a declaration that we're going to have uh, all electric vehicles by 2033. And I'll be long the fuck gone yeah. by then. Yeah. That's not bold. You're just basically creating a fucking chore for people in the future. <laughs> yeah. Why don't why don't you why don't you just get on uh, you know get on the horn and start contacting individuals? And say hey, listen, we want electric cars. It's going to be tough to do because we have a grid that's failing, and we need to consider water. So we need a grid that works, and we need water. Let's work on those. Yeah. That's and then, the, then the plan for 2033 sounds viable. But the thing is, is that we're such a successful com or com company. Well, it is a company. Country. Mm -hmm. It is a company, essentially. It's an entity. Uh, I, I think that we have become so successful that we can't see failure yet. Yeah. And I'm afraid that we're in the position of failing going back to Afghanistan based upon the things that are going on and we just don't know it yet the stock market <clears throat> hasn't caught up yet the developed countries haven't caught on yet hmm. but we have too much debt we're overextended overseas we can't accomplish our missions we have a population that's thoroughly divided and are willing to go to war with one another thinking that that is the solution having learned nothing from the 1860s, nothing. And those people in the 1860s were rugged motherfuckers. Yeah, They had to actually live off the land. Do you yeah. think those Walmart trucks stopped coming and they stopped filling those Walmarts? How would all the people on the right, they got their guns, but where's that diabetes medication? Yeah. Where's that, you know, the anti-inflammatories and the uh, autoimmune medications? Yeah. What about their kids who need medical services? All of it just dries up and goes the fuck away. But we're a population that hasn't realized how bad things could get because we don't see how great things are in the moment. Yeah, I, I'm sure I've and things this. are great. Like, we look at us. We're talking on Google right now. Right. And I've got like a little recorder in front of me that you got me. Like, it's, this is amazing that we're able to do this. That yeah. I'm able to get my car and go to the store. I don't have to worry about getting shot or having anything happen. I know it varies across the United States, but 
things are falling apart, but we should be excited about like trying to do something about it. But it's just everyone thinks they're living in a dichotomy, but there there is no dichotomous result. What do you mean the by that? Left and Everybody's the right living in a dichotomy. They think there's they think that there's contrast between the left and the right, but there's no contrast between the left and the right because the outcome of their belief systems results in the same sort of outcomes. Yeah. Trump spent a shit ton of money well before COVID ever came along. And then before uh, the election cycle, he wanted to send out more money. And if it wasn't for Mitch McConnell, uh, it would have been uh, it would have gone through. But instead, yeah. Biden picked it up. And now he's talking about infrastructure spending. If there is someone that knows that the country isn't doing well, it's probably the people that are looking or wanting to spend money. And the reason is, is, you know, if you are racking up debt that you can't pay for, then you need to keep printing money. But at some point, you know, it runs out. And the only thing that we're holding on to is like, well, if we go down and our currency goes down, then the whole developed world goes down. But then you ask the question, OK, so you got global warming and, the you know, the world's getting hotter. Who's going to be in a prime position to pick things up after America's decline and the decline of the developed world? Yeah. China and Russia. Look at yeah. Russia. If global warming is going to take off the way it is, God, their land is going to be so valuable. Shipping lanes are going to open up. New oil and drilling opportunities. You think sure. that we're going to have the resources to go in there and get that? Fuck no. I mean, I think Canada would be there as well, uh, but definitely those two countries, Russia and China, are uh, bigger yeah. and more populated um, mm -hmm. than, than Canada for sure. But yeah, if the climate shifts, it would be definitely those those three countries. I think about that a lot. I worry about that. There's, um, <clears throat> I mean, we've probably about climate change. Yeah, well, a lot of things, but that specifically, and yeah, who ends up the, the victor in that situation? Where does that put us, and where does that put maybe my children or grandchildren if I have them? Um, and so I often think about this, like, it, it's it's 2021. 100 years from now is 2121. And you go, man, that's so far away. Like, what's, you know, what's the world going to be like then? It's, it's actually not that far away. If I were to have a child today... Uh, in the year 2021, that child would be 35, 36, my age, in the year what? 55, 2055, 2057, something like that. And if mm -hmm. they then had a kid at that age, my grandchild would then be 35 in the year like 2090. Yeah. Right? 2080, somewhere around there. Um, and so... What I'm saying is, while it sounds far away, my grandchild's going to be alive and living through that shit. You know, they're going to be yeah. retiring in 2021, the world 100 years from now. And I guess we don't really think about that. My, my child, if I have them, will be in a retirement home probably by that time or getting really old. What is my child going to have to live through 100 years from now? Okay. Um, you know, if I have that, that kiddo or maybe a little less from a hundred years from now, but like, you know, just think of the year 2100, what's it going to be like? It's going to be fucking crazy. And I just don't know how much we actually think about that and go, whoa, I've got to raise a kid who's going to be retired. Like 
we don't even think about our retirement, but if you want what's best for your kid, how do you fucking raise that kid to think about what it's going to be like to retire 70 years from today in the year 20 fucking 90? Like, how get, do you get that plan? UBI. What was that? Get that UBI. <laughs> yeah. Universal basic income. I, yeah. I mean, maybe, but like, where's social security going to be then? Like, you know, how long has Social Security been around and look how much it's already been butchered? So give it another that much. How do you teach your kiddo to invest? What should they be investing in? And if you're smart as a parent, you'd be like, well, you'd want to diversify and not put all your funds here because the way things are going, like, fuck, might be China. So maybe yeah. you should invest in some Chinese stocks. That shit's growing. Maybe you should move the fuck out of the United States and go somewhere else because what the hell are we doing? Like, yeah, we, we're, we're sitting pretty, but like... There's a lot of other places that look a lot calmer right now and aren't so like we're like a pretty big screen TV, but there's like sparks flying out of the back. You're like, it's been safe for yeah. a while. Like, and you're like, I think it's going to explode though soon. And you're like, yeah, but the picture is amazing. Look at it. And it's like, I get that, but I'm a little worried about it. Nah, it's been sparking for years. It always does that. Like, I don't know, man. It, part of me when I think but about I think it, you. Go ahead. Well, I think you, you make a, uh, a beautiful point, though, even though you may not be intending it, is um, think about... If it's good, I definitely, I definitely intended it, if it's good. Well, I think it's a good thing. I mean, just imagine what the Afghanis are planning for right now. They're in no way talking about what their kids are going to be like two generations from no. now. They're thinking only about survival next week. right now in the present. Yeah. Not even next week. It's just making it through the next few hours to yeah. the next day yep. to the day after that. And that is what is so beautiful but also disruptive about the United States is we do have it good and we have the opportunity to reflect on things and to think about stuff. But that also, I think, leads to complications with individuals and also leads to uh, a lot of dissatisfaction because – as Americans, we have the opportunity to literally do anything. So there's that fear. It's like, if I pick the wrong career path, I may set myself up for failure because there's so many options. Yeah. You can choose from a million different things. It may yeah. not seem like it, but you can. And I don't know. I, I, I just think that, that we're so fortunate to be in that position to be able to think like this long-term, to read that book that you sent me, uh, Homo Deus, and you're reading mm -hmm. about what the future humanity might look like, that's because we're a calm enough society to where individuals can make an income by researching and, and providing information to other people. Right. Whereas if you're in Afghanistan, there's not enough stability to do that. Right. And second of all, even if you were an intelligent person, to put your time and energy into, you know, literature and then writing to a population who may be largely illiterate or just not have the time to consume or the resources to purchase, it, it, it there's no... doesn't make sense you know, to do that yeah, with your time or sense. money. Yeah, I've never... So we're um, able to do that. And then yeah. that's why... Well, in, and that's why I think with and I'm going to kind of tie it back to my because I keep saying that the, the federal government needs to be separated into different governments. And if you look at like corporations, there's corporations that dominate fields. Right. And there's usually a few of them. So let's say it's like Walmart and Amazon right now are dominating. You have your choice and they're both 
competing and they both kind of have the market cornered mm-hmm. but there's competition between both of them <clears throat> that's why we have uh uh god why am I blanking on the basically we break up monopolies. I don't know why antitrust laws. We have yeah. antitrust yeah. laws so that we can break up monopolies because if we have a monopoly, it it causes harm to the population, it causes sure. harm to the workers, and it eliminates competition so the company doesn't have an incentive to do better. That is our federal government. It's a monopoly. And the left yells because they want their guy in or, or gal in. And then the right is doing the same exact thing. And then when they get in there, do they create some dominant leftist or rightist? Absolutely you know, not. No. Plat- no. No. Because no. they can't. Nope. They can't. So why not give them what they want? The biggest problem in this country is division. And if both sides say that they're right, why not let them give them the right to be right and maybe end up wrong? Allow them the freedom to do it. If if Libtopia decides they want to become a socialist nation, and <laughs> Libtopia do well, is that what you called it? Libtopia. <laughs> yeah, and then if but if that's the way I look at it, that if they do something, I think foolish, that would get. I think that would get nicknamed Tardtopia from the right. Probably. And then I nicknamed the other one Trumplandia. <laughs> so you'd have Trumplandia, and then people on the left can make the argument that, like, oh, well, they would be backwards and they would go backwards in their laws and, you know, and hurt minority groups and all that kind of stuff. And they could try. But if you have a federal system next door that's like, hey, bring your corporations in, we, bring, we welcome everyone. Doesn't yeah. matter. We don't give a shit. Well, corporations are going to start headquartering there. Yeah, and then you're gonna have companies are like, hey, listen, Trumplandia is kind of like the developed nations version of of, 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 of eh, Afghanistan. Like, they are a religious well, sort sure. of federal system. The thing is, everyone has a price. So if if Trumplandia isn't doing as well as Libtopia. Trumplandia will give up on whatever religious views they have so that they can compete. Yeah. This is what's happened throughout time. It, yeah. it always works that way. Look at Christians and religious people from 200 years ago. They are nowhere close to being reflective of Christians today. Right. Completely different in terms of what so, they believe in, the outlook of their beliefs, and all of that. So, can I pivot? Because. Yes. Can I pivot just a little bit? You All your points are valid, by the way, but I mean, this is just like, you know, this is how we talk. I don't want to make it a podcast. I want to make it a conversation. Um, yeah. So, th- so think about what you just said, that uh, the Christians of yesterday aren't the Christians of today, which is very true. Um, so I was watching the uh, that video I, I told you about from about three days ago um, from the journalist who had written uh, the book called The Haliban back in like 2000. His name's Ahmed Rashid. Um, and he's got like extensive history of Afghanistan. I'm not sure if he was born and raised or what. But I'm listening to this video and, you know, essentially as I'm listening to him, he's worried about the Taliban taking over, not because of what they are currently doing. He's not saying like they're killing people left and right and blah, blah, blah. He's saying he's worried about what they will do once they get into power and once things settled. He's saying they're worried about all the retaliation murders that there might be because of, you know, um, people fighting against the Taliban for so long and this and that. And so I, I think one thing that's really interesting about our, you know, 
our view on it right now and everyone being like, oh shit, the Taliban's like taking back over and what's going on and we just left and there's no, you know, there's no plan and blah, blah, blah. Like, well, the Taliban of today, is that the same Taliban from 20 years ago? Is that, you know, the same Taliban that struck the Twin Towers? Is that the same Taliban that we had deals with uh, 10 years earlier who we were arming and training to help lay ground you know, like we were working with the Taliban before they bombed us. And a big reason that they bombed us is because we weren't, you know, they bombed us or whatever, but we weren't holding up our end of the bargain. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. if I remember correctly through the eighties, it was Taliban. Here's some guns. You guys make it so that we could build a pipeline through Afghanistan from Saudi Arabia, blah, blah, blah. And we'll give you, you know, tons of money to fund this and that. And then we weren't doing it. So they're like, fuck you guys. And that's my understanding. And they could be extremely flawed. For multiple reasons. One's because I'm very young and I wasn't around back then. And two, because that's not my expertise at all. I'm just saying it's my very basic understandings. But anyway, so now I'm listening to this and I go, well, is the Taliban today the same one from years ago? Will they do the same things? Will they do different things? Also, when you say, you know, um, you know, let Trumplandia um, go back to the Taliban. I mean, isn't like a resort to a reverted state of of capitalism devolve if you will back into something a little bit more archaic and more um abrasive and less accepting and welcoming that is a possibility that there that that happens that well conservatives try it every year as it is so i don't think it's like a far-fetched notion to think that if they had trump landia that they would do that i mean you know so is uh, that a friend of mine i mean is that a good thing that we let that happen for the sake of the exploratory value we get from the other end. Well, I think it's freedom. I think the, the uh, all of humanity has been an exploratory pursuit, and there's been a lot of wrongs that have been committed within that pursuit. Mm-hmm. And I think we we are seeing what is happening when americans don't have freedom and they meaning they feel like they're not being represented by their politicians when they pay taxes they're not sure if it's actually going to anything uh you know you see all these fees on your dmv paperwork and all this kind of bullshit um yeah so i think that even if it caused them to go back a little bit giving them freedom and then giving them the ability to and, and as i've explained before my idea is to split the, split the federal system into like four or five different systems and then have a free right to travel so even if uh, a jurisdiction was to impose socialism someone that's you know moderate or right-leaning could be like well i'm getting the fuck out of here and they have right. a free right to travel to another federal system and vice versa so that way you're not trapped and then you don't have to do the normal thing where it's like, well, if so-so gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. And the Canada, the Canadians are like, well, fuck you. We don't want you. <laughs> like, you know, you could move to a different uh, federal system. And sure. the thing is, is that when you have freedom, like chaos can ensue. But at the same exact time, who's responsible for the chaos that that results? Yeah. The person that had power. You can't do what you're doing today or what we're doing today and just point your finger at, oh, it's Biden or, oh, it's Trump. 
each and every single time. Right. Because then they can point and be like, well, I didn't get to fulfill all my policies because of those pesky leftists. Well, they do. And pesky all writers. I mean, that's such a big issue, too, is that people are so easily able to do that and, like, not recognize things. Like, I have people who are like, well, uh, look at the price of everything. You know, that's uh, that's because of Biden. And this is, you know, like three months after he got into office. And it's like, okay, so how come the, you know, uh, homelessness wasn't because of Trump? Well, oh, but well, that's different. COVID, oh, but COVID doesn't affect the prices of things. Well, it was stable for a year, okay, but like you know for a fact that you know uh, over time things aren't going to increase because people have been off of work or paying more for this or paying more for that. It's like it just becomes so easy to falsely attribute things without being certain because two things come together at the same time. Like human beings are wonderful at filling in information. Um, there was a, a study done. This is uh, I listened to this on Hidden Brain, where researchers uh, took a bunch of individuals and they put them on a computer and said, hey, we're going to flash strings of numbers in front of you and you just tell us when you figure out the pattern in the string of numbers. Well, the catch to this research experiment is that some of the strings of numbers didn't have any patterns to them, right? And yeah. so people were actually more quick to find patterns in numbers when there weren't any patterns than when there actually were patterns. I know that sounds really confusing, but what I'm saying is, is if the numbers were two, four, six, eight, ten, people would sit back and be like, well, I know what this is, but let me be certain. Let me watch it for like two or three more numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it. But then when it was just like random, it's like 27, 18, 74, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah, I think I know this. And like, even though it was complete chaos. And I mean, I, really what I'm trying to get at or allude to this is just touch on the fact that you know, when people don't know, when things aren't certain, like we love cause and effect. And so if we aren't unable to see cause and effect, our brain's just like, well, fuck it. There's the answer. Let's fill it in. I mean, this is the same reason that a thousand years ago, someone's like, it's raining. And then the guy next to him nudges him. He's like, it's because I danced yesterday. And the other person's like, what do you mean? And they're like, you know, if you dance, it will rain. Like, that's what I did. And, and this happened like causation buddy like you don't understand yeah. it and so human beings just love to have answers we don't like not having answers and so we fill that shit in and then when it comes to a chaotic world that we live in today that has even more information than it did a thousand years ago because so much more exists and there's politics and there's people and blah blah, blah and we can't fill that shit in we just fucking make it up yeah. you know we just we're just like well it's cause it's cause Biden did this it's cause Trump did that when we don't fucking have any idea. We have no idea whatsoever. Well, Everyone just wants to hop in and they make their opinion. And it sucks. It's dangerous. And I do it too. I, I, we all fucking do it. Well, we all do it because you only have so much information from which to go go off Sure. Of, meaning, like, if every single task was a substantive approach to, for you, like, nothing would ever get done because every facet of life, if you took the time to dig deep, is... Yeah, but you know, but innately complicated. Sure, but like, there's nothing to do about some of these political things. Like, it's not like I there's anything I can do about it. So why, like you're saying, well, we have to be like this. That way, we can get shit done. Like, that that's not necessarily true. I approach today going like, I, 
what what's going on in Afghanistan? I have no opinion. I need to learn. Like, I'm not always like this. I'm not trying to toot my horn and say, look at me. Everyone should be more like Lee, like me. I mean, why can't I be more like me most of the time? Like, why, why can't I be like me now in most of the instances? I jump to conclusions and have all this shit. Like, what is it about certain situations that allows us to shut our fucking mouth for a second and listen to somebody else? Well, I think sometimes you just know right away when someone's coming at you with, like, kind of a, a partisan sort of take that's true so i think i'm always I think most people i think i'm always worried about that too i think i've associated so many people with like always having that point of view that my brain just shuts off sometimes when they talk like someone starts talking well i know this person so i'm just not even gonna listen to what they've got going on because i yeah. know what they're trying to do which i don't know you know what they're trying to do but i'm just things feel abrasive you know, then. But if you, a lot of times when you ask them questions, though, they won't be able to provide uh, an answer. I mean, nobody, and I think that's kind of like an effective will. way of going through it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, well, the thing is, is that uh, I think just most people are just partisan, so they already know the answer based upon their political philosophy, yeah. and that's what I used to do all the time. Like I knew the answer to everything, but it was like a party line. It was like, okay, here's some bullet points. This is exactly the way that I think. And when things are that black and white, there's no nuance. Yeah. So, uh, and I think a lot of people are kind of in that sort of boat. And the older I've gotten, I just know that I don't have answers to a lot of stuff. And that's okay. Like, you know, the life's biggest answer, like what happens after death? I don't need a clear, concrete answer. Yeah. Like, I don't need, you know, and people freak out when they hear that. Well, what do you mean? How could you not? Like, doesn't it bother you? Doesn't it? Like, no, no, no. And like, yeah. And then other people's views on that in terms of like how I should believe and all that. I'm like, well, where is the, the evidence to support your belief in that? Right. And it, I never get an answer. So why am I going to believe in something that has no substantive support, no evidence? I feel like the older I and, get, the more content I am with not having an answer on those types of things as yeah, well. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that we, we can't have an opinion and all that kind of stuff, because we certainly do. But uh, and, and people in general have a, opinions and everything. But I think people, when they're partisan it makes it harder for them to think freely and I mean so wouldn't that I mean can't we sort of apply that to anything when you hold any type of identity you're you're less free almost like yeah but there's a combination there's some people that that believe in information that is so far out there that I question not necessarily intelligence, whether they are introspective and insecure, which I think I'm introspective and insecure, which causes introspection, right? Like mm -hmm. you look in, in, internally at yourself. And I wonder if there's an issue with common sense, cause and effect, pattern recognition. When I was younger... And I had a faster car and everything, and I would drive a little faster on occasion. I would notice people that would be cutting in and out of cars in traffic. Right. You know, it'd be a little small Nissan. There's, there's zero, you know, flying through. And I'd be watching them, and it happens all the time. And I'm just like, this person's picking the wrong pattern. 
they're not anticipating. Well, because when you're when you're cutting lanes like that and you're moving around people sure. in traffic, you're not only looking at what is in front of you. You're anticipating what those ahead of you are going to be doing. So if someone well, is, you should is, be if it, you are going to do it efficiently. But people, it's astonishing to me how many people can't do that. They'll have a souped up car or whatever. And I used to do this when I was younger. I'm just like, it would drive me nuts so much that I'd be like, fuck it. I'm going to do it for them. (laughs) And I would just start, boom, bobbing and weaving cars and fucking gone. I'd find a lane and gone. But I can anticipate like, okay, uh, there's a car that's, um, that's coming up and they're on the lane next to me on the right, but they're coming up on a car that's slower for them. I should anticipate them moving to the left lane, which means if I have a car to the left of me in the other lane, I need to be thinking, do I need to speed up to get ahead of this car so I can move in? Or do I slow down, cut over, cut over to another lane to the left and then accelerate? Right. I know exactly what you mean. People can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just simple, common sense, almost like survival mechanisms. But when people are seeing information online, it tends to be, at least for me, from what I see, it tends to be crazier when it comes to the right and then those that are right-leaning and religious at the same exact time. Like the QAnon, the satanic cabals, it's a fairy tale. Yeah. It's a reality that's made up. It's my truth. Right. And people are trying to impose it on everyone else. But when I see the information, like... I remember I went down a dive one day and they were looking over someone's, it was a van that was used for some child abduction or something. I don't know, some conspiracy. And the, the, the things that the individuals were intuiting from the pictures, it was like little kids talking about, you know, uh, this great dragon that lies over the mountain range and we have to watch out for the dragon. And it's like, they all believe it. All the kids believe there's a dragon over there, mm-hmm. but there's no fucking dragon. Yeah. And I just get the feeling that like, I don't know what it is. Cause I know some of these individuals and it's not a matter of intelligence, but I keep hearing from a bunch of people, including individuals that I spoke with on the right recently about QAnon and the satanic cabals and where this stuff comes from. And they're just like, Paul, Dude, there's a lot of people that just aren't living life and they don't feel like they have purpose. And this is where they're finding their purpose. And this is someone that voted for Trump. Yeah. Right? And th- this sort of stuff uh, occurs in some weird way on the left when it comes to. That's, uh, that's what I'm curious. What's the left equivalent? Well, the thing is, is that like the the pronouns and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of division on that, and then between you know transgender and all the all of that stuff is new. It's not new for transgender people. They've always you know been yeah. transgender. Like it's new for society. So it comes off as being crazy on the left, but I don't think for most people that identify with these pronouns. I think most of them probably just want to live their life happier. Yeah. And identifying with that pronoun makes them happier. Sure. Yeah, you know? definitely it's just definitely my so I don't, definitely my experience with that like work-wise and stuff is that I've never had any issues. Um, you know, someone might mention something and I'll pull them aside and like, "Oh, you know, hey, I'm sorry I didn't ask, do you prefer this?" and they're like, Oh yeah, actually, I I do. Thank you for noticing, and um, you know, or picking up on the language yeah. or whatever. 
And then it's never like yeah. uh, I get reported and someone's like, he never fucking asked me. It, it's like uh, that person likes me because I picked yeah. up and, and adjusted it. But um, I get what you're saying. Because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't take away from, from your day. And the thing is, is that everything in life is weird. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Is because there's things that exist outside of ourselves that are different. Right. That's weird. That's a contrast. That's a disparity. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. But those differences make life interesting because they offer perspective. And as long as people aren't trying to impose things upon you, then it's fine. And the right will say, like, oh, well, they're imposing this on all the people that are coming, getting uptight about, like, transgender people and sports and all this kind of shit. They don't know anyone that's transgender and they're not (laughs) dealing with any of this kind of stuff. But that's the thing. If you don't have a lot going on, then you're worried about everyone else's so you're, stuff. You're worried you're about everyone the, else's kids. You're, you're worried saying about- the equivalent on the left is like the um, social justice warriors, essentially, is the equivalent of the right's conspiracy it, theorists. So, well, I, I wouldn't. That depends what you what you mean by social justice warrior. If it's someone that's just on the that, that's just being courteous, like you are. Well, that's not a warrior. That's fine, but if a warrior is going to battle, and that's when you're when you're yelling and forcing it upon people, but they don't even have the power to do so. If they tried passing a law or something, that would be that would violate the the First Amendment, and you know, violate the Constitution, and it'd be thrown out. Right. Um, So I don't know that that that's a good example because people look at it as being crazy. Well, so but I think as society moves on, we'll just be like, okay, people are spectrum. I agree. There's some individuals, yeah, and it just makes them happy. I think the the uh, conspiracy theories on the left occur uh, when it comes to spending money and all that kind of stuff. Well, it doesn't need. It doesn't necessarily need to be a conspiracy theory. It's just saying where it comes from is a similar place, and that these things change over time. People latch onto different things, and eventually, it could be something crazy yeah. on the left, and the right could be something more normal or more socially acceptable or more based in reality. And it's just all we're saying is that people need something to put their time into. And on the left, sometimes people have nothing better to do than sit there and fight and argue for something that people maybe aren't really asking for yeah they're bringing light to it like you're saying and we'll look back and we'll appreciate it um but it's you know not representative of something that's going on and likewise on the other side it's not representative of something that's going on i don't know i don't know if i'm explaining it correctly but i feel like i understand you correctly when you're saying i'm just talking about just in terms of of like crazy ideas that don't work like you know the, the right with the satanic cabals and QAnon and all this craziness. And then on the left, you'll have people that are socialists or uh, um, communists uh, to the absolute yeah. T, not like a democratic socialist, but yeah. like actual socialists or communists. And I think that those ideas are extremely far-fetched and are lacking in terms of evidence. Sure. Absolutely. So I think those are crazy far-fetched and i think that would be somewhat of an equivalent to what's going on on the right but the the right is just with with religious individuals um it's a whole nother realm and i think when you're primed into believing things that aren't reflective of reality to begin with Uh 
to then add a satanic cabal and QAnon and all of this other stuff that goes along with it, it's not that hard. Yeah. It's, just, it's just like when you when you join a cult. The leader never starts fucking everyone's wives right away. <laughs> they prime you into it. It's like, well, God selected me. I've got this house. Give up all your possessions. You can come live with me. And then it's like, well, now I need dinner made for me. And now I need you to take care of my kids. And now I'm going to be fucking your wife and she's going to produce kids for me. And everyone's like, well, fuck, I've been here for three years already. Yeah. I'd feel ridiculous if I went home. Yeah. Okay. And then it turns into some crazy fucking Waco and then they have a documentary and you and I get to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Paul, I got to end it here. And I feel like I'm no closer to understanding anything at all that's going on in Afghanistan um, at the moment. So uh, until next week, I'm going to read up and try and watch some more videos um, from my uh, my guy who I mentioned earlier, Ahmed uh, yeah. Shabir or whatever his name is. I totally just butchered his name. That's not it. But um, Oh, what a, what a racist. Yeah, Rush, um, Ahmed Rashid. Um, Shabir. Shabir. Would <laughs> you just put Sha and Beer yeah. together? They're like, oh, Shabir. Shizby. Yeah, well, now I know where you're going. Shizby. <laughs> Shizby. Uh, uh, well, we did one of our normal things where we, we start off Afghanistan yeah. and then we go on the whole entire scope. And Hence the I name. Hate leaving off on. Exactly. But I hate leaving off on. Uh, uh, religious people because I always sound like I'm like going so hard but it's just it's not the people necessarily it's just the idea that I, I, there's just I don't know oil and water with me <laughs> so but uh, yeah, I'll read up uh, in the meantime on, on Afghanistan too and then we can uh, go through that because yeah that was a really sad event and I can only imagine how scary how yeah. are well scary and how uh, uh military veterans must be feeling right now having served so valiantly like they did yeah. to only be told that they were in the wrong war and to now see people civilians falling off of planes to their death yep and even thinking about you know those individuals that they said hey We've been here for 15 years already. America ain't going nowhere. We got your back. And yeah. now we're gone, and these people are there defending themselves with nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a good topic to yeah, cover. Yeah, it is. Um, I'll think about it. It's going to be a fucking downer. But until next time, everybody, we'll see you. Bye, everybody. This has been a big horn. Production. Dig a big horn.